Welcome everyone to episode four of Walking with God in Grief, season three of Love My Sheep. I am your host, Miss Lydia. Today's episode is on self-awareness within our grief journeys. So let me begin with prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, our omnipresent and omniscient God, what comfort there is in knowing that you see all and you know all. You know the sensitivity of our personalities, especially within your family. I pray that as you guide us in our journey, especially when we go through heavy storms and heavy trials, that we will be reminded that you are still there. You are immovable and immutable. Praise you, Father God. Also, the choice is ours and we can choose our own methods and try to justify the flesh with some isms or scriptures, or we can choose you and let your word dictate our methods. And in doing so, we demonstrate our desire for your will to be done in our lives. And Lord, when we make a commitment to choose you, may we know that growing in that commitment yields a growth in our faith in you to levels where we don't even think about our circumstances and not in a form of denial, because that would be fruitless, but in a form of trust so we can help others. And that is fruitful. Father God, as your word says, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not please ourselves. And it is as it is only for the strong to bear, help us to know our weaknesses and how we are to navigate accordingly within your family. Lord, have your way on this platform. I thank you for these requests that I lay before you and I delight in your responses, especially when those responses are challenging to hear, challenging to process, and challenging to obey. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. In the start of this series, I had written out topics and prayed over them, but in the midst of the preparation on the days of recording and uploading, God has been steering this series into another direction. Self-awareness was not even on my list, but it is important, especially when we are not even aware of how we are internally processing our grief, which is reflected in our behavior to and with others, how others perceive and process our behavior. But most importantly, it is important what God sees and how he wants us to behave, process, and obey as his children. For there is only one opinion that matters and he dictates all behavior. Something that people have pointed out to me in childhood and my adult years is my facial expressions when I am in deep thought. I'm obviously in deep thought to not even be, be aware that my top lip will press on my bottom lip in a particular manner when I am in deep thought. And it is important to have good company around us to point out these things and our demeanor, especially people we love and trust. Otherwise, it can be off-putting. We know the story of the Good Samaritan. And it's easy to say 
that we should tend to and actually tend to the people that we see are physically injured when the battery is explicit. But what about those who have hidden trauma? How do we know who to tend to then? Do you use your own experiences, whether it be your own personal reactions or what someone has told you or had witnessed to determine if a person behaves in a particular way, then that is a person that needs help. It is important that it is important to know that each and every single person is unique and why, yes, there are behavioral patterns that can be studied and confirmed. But within the family of God, walking with the Lord is not something that can be studied by psychologists. Only God knows the inner workings of every single person and the personal history of every grief each of us has encountered and gone through in our lives. And how those griefs have impacted our journey in life and with him. We cannot claim to know anyone's heart just like we do not know our own. And so we cannot make judgments based on appearances. Or we'd never have King David or many of the great men and women of the Bible if such judgments were permissible. Let's turn to the word of God. 1 Samuel 16 verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Wonderful. We know that God values the heart. Truthfully, we do not fully wear our hearts on our sleeves, even if we think we do, because we do not see everything that God sees. And he sees what is buried in the crevices of our hearts. He has the full scope of our hearts, of our thoughts, of our lives. Let's continue. Let's turn to another couple of well-known, well-quoted verses. Jeremiah 17 verses 9 to 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. So we know that only God knows the heart and searches it accordingly and gives according to the fruit of our deeds. Let's go to one more scripture and that is 1 Corinthians 2 verses 9 to 16. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts, except the Spirit of that person which is in him? 
so also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And so it is important to not just acknowledge the Holy Spirit, but to invite the Holy Spirit into our thoughts especially in our grief journeys when most of our thoughts can be negative but when we know god is good and we say we're thinking about god truly all the time then our thoughts would be good when we are to reprove in love that is first and foremost within ourselves and that is no matter the circumstance When we enter into any kind of space, whether it be a workplace, a school setting, a social gathering, a phone call, a typed exchange, whether it be a text or some web-based form of communication, a church meeting, any public place, make it a habit to first and foremost to always invite the Holy Spirit into everything we step into to guide our thoughts because we know out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so when we are interacting with our own thoughts let the spirit of god guide our thoughts so healing can take place comfort can take place and there will be a calmness to our thoughts and emotions, and we increase our ability to listen to the Lord. It is His love that covers a multitude of sins. And many times that is our own thoughts. When we are guided by His love, it is reflected in our demeanor to everyone. For God is not a respecter of persons, but he will guide as to who needs a bit more attention and maybe who needs a bit less. And if we are going through a season where it is too much, then we cannot soothe others until we have been soothed ourselves. I go back to the verses that the Lord gave me as the backbone of this ministry, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3-4. to Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. 
seek out the company of those who are not only walking with the Heavenly Father for comfort, but you can see by their fruit that they have been comforted by the Father because they did not seek anything or anyone else. Let me conclude with Romans 15 verses 1 to 2 as a part of this was my prayer at the onset of this episode. We, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good leading to edification. Amen. Until next time, know that I love you and the Lord loves you the most.